This is the type of stuff people love to hear my dumb ass say, but I'm convinced that the world's like axis is like changing because yeah. like our summers have shifted. A hundred percent. And mm -hmm. it's not the same like California weather it was when I was growing up. It's mm -hmm. like, it's a way colder state now. It feels more like Northern California. It's like October's yeah. the hottest month all of a sudden. Yeah. Which is so wild. Like March or February is the coldest month. It's yeah. so weird. It's really weird, but Okay, we got my girl Madison Shipman today. She's extremely talented actress, singer, social media star. She's the best. You're going to love her. What's up, girl? Hello. <laughs> How are you? I'm so good. How are you? Thank you so much for coming. Of you course, are the of sweetest. Course. Thank you for having me. No, like, I, you know, I love you. So, like, we whatever had so much fun. was said. We had so much fun when we met. Yeah. I was like, I definitely have to have Madison on the podcast because, you know, that's my girl. Um, but I, I want to start talking to you today about, I feel like this is something we have to talk about because naturally we met at Taylor Swift. Uh, a hundred percent. So it's got to be brought up. I was like, it has to be brought up. Which, I'm like, everybody's talking about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Okay. So what are, what are your thoughts? Do you think that she's ruining the NFL? Or I, I mean, no one's asking like if he's ruining her yeah. from like taking away from her world tours. No one's asking that. I think she brings a lot to the table and I think he brings a lot to the table too. And I mean, if it works out, then it works out. Yeah. She's had such bad luck with relationships. She deserves a good one. I know, but I, I'm worried that he's not the one. But what if he is? I, I'm so. always glass half full, so <laughs> maybe that's just me, and that's why I get into these situations. But, I mean, what if he is? He could be a really good guy. So the so our thing. I don't know. Yeah, so I've actually, I don't know him, like, on a, you know, text basis, but I've known him a little bit over the years, and... uh Let's just say that Taylor Swift isn't his usual type. So, well, okay. So I, I did a, a little, little like stalking. It's a little sus. It, I mean, he's never dated a girl like her before. Never. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe it was just it, that wasn't working out. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know him, so I can't really say anything. Yeah, he was just like, I've had it. <laughs> I, well, who knows? But like, in my opinion, I'm like, okay, I've definitely dated people that we're not my type. So I can't really Same. like, I know I feel you. I feel you. Like, so I, I, this is what I think though. Right. I think that beyond looks, a type is usually more like the, the vibe. Yeah. Right. And so I just feel like, like if Travis Kelsey was going to go from like, you know, dating only black women to dating a white girl, I feel like Taylor Swift isn't that girl, but I don't know. She's like, okay. I love Taylor, but she is like the epitome of a white girl. Like, <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, you can't, it, Taylor's white. Like, yeah. it's just her whole persona. And like, yes, not saying anything like bad at all, but like, that's just who she is. Yeah. So that's what, but that's what I'm like, dude, I just, I felt like we had to talk about this because it's so crazy because we met before Taylor fell in love. At Taylor's exactly. Yeah. Well, according to like, like tabloids, she was already dating him, but yeah, yeah. But I feel like our world has completely changed, you guys, since we met. Because oh my God, it's now crazy. Taylor Swift is not single. She's in a relationship. <laughs> you know, she that might have like, not even performed that good that night if she wasn't single. You know, exactly. We did, we'll never know. We'll never know. I mean, you know. it was a great night. I will say that. That yeah. was. I'm so grateful I met you. Yes. Like truly, and you too, Dom. Like, it's, I had no idea what I was getting into. I was like the only guy there. 
I was just, I thought I was going to a concert and it was just I think that 30 did. girls and me. Well, so it's funny because. <laughs> and they, maybe one gay guy. <laughs> and one, yeah, maybe like one or two. No, I don't even think there was one gay guy. I think he was like the owner of the brand. <laughs> <laughs> and he was the only guy there. But I mean, I called my mom after and I was like, you know, like Tom is a really good guy for like going and doing that with Chanel. Like, I mean, he knew the songs. Like, he was getting on fire. Yeah, I didn't I'm, know it was. I'm glad be- someone appreciates me for what I my sacrifice. You bring so much to the table, Dom. <laughs> you no, know, I really did not know. Like, I'd be the only. Like, I thought like, oh, there'll be a couple other girls like bringing their boyfriends. Like, I thought like it's Taylor Swift. There's love songs. You yeah. know what I mean? And then I got there and I was like, oh, this is like a full on girls' night. <laughs> and the funniest is like, so the brand was doing like another one for Beyond or something oh they did did you go no i didn't go okay so like they like did you go that I, I think they like wanted me to go for that one too and i obviously really wanted to go see beyonce mm-hmm. beyonce's a virgo like myself I, I love my fellow virgos um but the funniest thing was they specifically said they're like hey so um we'd love to invite you again but this time can you bring a girlfriend and i what? was like the owner for sure put that comment oh 100 <laughs> percent. Like, hey, listen i'm trying to be the only guy in the group hanging yeah. out with all these hot chicks like, hot younger chicks and like who i would never be able to have a conversation with but here yeah. i am so i thought that i thought that was kind of funny that they yeah. like literally specifically were like nah don't bring your dude this time you know <laughs> you got on just fine though like you dressed up you yeah. like had fun you were dancing you know the bus was a little awkward but that once bus we got, was long as ever. Yeah, right. I know also that we like went way across town. But anyway, I think the actual concert itself was great. It yeah. reminded me of the when we saw the weekend, which I actually kind of liked better. Taylor Swift reminded you of the weekend. I think it's just because it, it was the, the same, same stadium and it was the same vibe. <laughs> They're not yeah. even, like comparable at all, but okay. Dude, the weekend show was sick though. Wait, really quick. This plant, we should have. Dude, we, it. our house is like Jumanji. <laughs> <laughs> No, but like, do you see how the plant looks like it's coming out of his head from oh, where it kind of does, and it looks like you're like scavenging oh. through the jungle. Plants growing everywhere. But I mean, hey, it looks lively in here. Listen, and at I, least you can keep it alive. So I'm a plant mom. Okay, I'm obsessed with my plants. He knows that's why this one's gotten a little out of hand. <laughs> I take care of it. I give it the proper water, sunlight. I give it all of the love it needs, and it's thriving. You know. So- okay, I need you to come over and help me because I, I have you. to get fake flowers because <laughs> it never works you out. Can't. Don't do it. Why? Because supposedly, I don't know if you believe in feng shui at all, yeah. but uh, Japanese feng shui says that like fake flowers bring like a bad energy into your home. I think I'm balancing it out with my crystals. <laughs> I've got so many crystals and sound bowls throughout my house. I think I'm fine on energy. I mean, I'm thriving, so something's working. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it is the crystals. Maybe. I mean... I started my mornings with them. And my life low key kind of improved after all my crystals. It did. And like, I wear my jewelry every day that has crystals on it. Like, yeah. I'm like really big into that though. I mean, maybe it's just me being like woo woo, but. I think it works. So therefore, I'm going to say it works. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'm the type of person that's like, I've had so much bad luck in life that I'm like, I'm willing to try anything at this point. And so I've got a bunch of crystals. And like, it's funny, when we first started dating, Uh he's like, babe, like, what are all these, like, this is clutter. And I'm like, no, no, this is energy. (laughs) (laughs) This gives me my power. And the funniest thing Dob said, he was like, what's this one? And I was like, oh, that's the, how do you say citrine? Is it citrine or citrine? I think it's citrine. 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 Yeah. Some like citrine, some say citrine, whatever. It's like tomato, tomato. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Same difference. So I showed, I showed him that one. I said, that one's for like prosperity and, and wealth. Like it helps bring like, you know, money into your life. And Dom goes, well, maybe I should swallow it then. <laughs> <laughs> and 
he's so funny. He actually like stole, not stole it from me, but he li- he was like. <laughs> I feel like he like yeah. was like, you know what? I'm gonna see if she's right. And yeah, he, and he put it in his closet. Oh my god! <laughs> did it work? You know, it's it's he you know, it's some, going. They get some good deals. Yeah. Okay, great. Right. Yeah. So then it works. <laughs> there you go. So you know, we'll 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 just keep our crystals around. It's not working the same way it's working for you, Madison. I'll tell you that. I'm telling you, yeah, like, you're killing it. I think you. these crystals are really bringing everything to fruition for you. It's all about cutting out the bad. That's like what I'm really learning and. Yes, I know I'm young, but I'm like trying to learn these things. You're an old soul though. I can 100%. tell. You seem you seem a lot wiser beyond your years for sure. And I attribute a lot of that to my mom and my grandmother. Like I am so, so close with them and I'll call them. I literally called them on the way here and we were like talking about sex and everything. And like <laughs> the fact that I can have these conversations with my grandmother is like the best thing That's ever. So like so cute. Oh my God, it's so fun. She gives me all of my dating tips. Really? She's like, no, Madison, you need to do this. Nope, you're not doing it right. Do this. So- <laughs> That's so cute. So are you are you in a relationship or single right now? Girl, I've been in a situationship for the past like two years and now it's finally like over, I guess. I don't even know. Like I'm just living my life. That's good. I am married to my music. I'm married to my crystals and my dog. That's about it. But something better hurry up and come because I want a family. Like I want to get married. No, you know what? You're so young. Like seriously, I think that I spent so much time, like, especially cause I, I was an only child. I didn't mm-hmm. have siblings. I, I grew up very lonely. So I feel like I always was like, I need like love. I need a relationship. And, and I feel like relationships were like some of my biggest setbacks with my career. Mm-hmm. I had a couple relationships that like one was a, a terrible situation for me to get over. And another person was like a controlling psycho. And so they were just setbacks for my career. And even though they were great learning experiences, yeah. I feel like you're young, you have so much going for you. You're super talented. And the best advice I can give you as like a big sis is like, literally don't think about love. Just focus on yourself and like and like it's so funny I had told Dom the moment I had got to that point in my life where I was like I'm happy being single I'm good I'm like I like being single I was in Tulum with a girlfriend and she had like a crazy boyfriend on the phone like going off on her and I was like sitting there waiting to go to dinner and I'm like you know what I kind of like being single I like that I'm not dealing with these type of problems you know well it's so crazy especially in this day and age I feel like there's so many bad guys out there because it's just is acceptable, yeah. which is just crazy to me. Like I've had my fair share of bad relationships, whether it's controlling, whether it's trying to be a dictatorship, whatever yeah. it may be. I'm finally to a point where I'm just like, look, the right guy will come along. I'm just letting it happen. Well, yep. You tend to find things when you stop looking for them, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's applies to more than just relationships. Sometimes it's career. Sometimes it's this. You know, speaking of career, one thing that I didn't know about you was you actually started as an actress. I did when yeah. you were younger. I've been acting since I was seven, now, so like pretty much my whole life. So, That's but you're great. from North Carolina, yep. so I'm sure there wasn't a ton of work there. So, how how was that? What what's your story, and That's how did you kind of get you have into an agent. it? <laughs> you have an agency in North Carolina, but I, I don't think I don't think but it was different back then. Yeah. Like, yeah. Back then, it was unheard of. I grew up in a tea tiny town, one stoplight in the whole town. Like, no way. Middle of nowhere. Closest mile was like 45 minutes away. Oh, my gosh. And I knew from a young age that I wanted to be on TV. That mm-hmm. was my goal. That's what I was going to do. And, I mean, even as young as, like, preschool, and I bit a Same. kid because he told me I was not going to be an actress. <laughs> and I'm like, I didn't oh, do that. I'll show you. <laughs> so, 
I like told my parents, they're like, no, like we live in the middle of nowhere. We don't do that. Like you go to school, you get a good job and you stay in town. Mm. Like that's all you do. And after like three or four years of convincing, finally they were like, okay, fine. You can try it. And then the first audition I went on, I booked it. No oh, way. And it was just like, oh, okay. Maybe she was right. Yeah. yeah. So started doing that. Got signed, signed with an agency in Charlotte. They sent me to an acting convention in Florida called AMTC, which had like a bunch of managers from all over the world, whether it be in a different country or like New York or LA. And I got offers from both sides, but chose New York just because of how close it was to back home. That way we could still do the commuter. My grandparents could come out because my grandparents refused to fly. Yeah. Mm. Um, So we moved out to New York. I booked a Broadway show the first summer that we went out there. So we had to move. And then we lived out there for like six and a half years and then had three days to move out to California whenever I booked Game Shakers. And I've been out here since. Yeah. So for anyone, yeah. So for anyone that doesn't know, you were on a Nickelodeon show called Game Shakers, Mm -hmm. who was produced, it was produced by Dan Schneider, who for anyone that doesn't know him, he produced basically every major Nickelodeon show. All of the best shows on Nickelodeon, Um, like by far. Yeah. Drake and Josh, iCarly, Victorious, Kenan and Kel, all that. All the best shows. Nice. I love Keenan and Kel personally yeah, I, and all that I actually, and the Amanda show. I actually did voiceovers on a Nickelodeon cartoon and Kel was on the cartoon really? uh, with me. Yeah, he did one of the voices and I did a voice. It's so funny because it was a small, like a, a small period of It's called Wild Grinders. Wild it was actually Grinders. a show Rob Dyrdek produced for Nickelodeon. Oh my gosh. And so I think it got a little overshadowed at the time because mm-hmm. we were doing Fantasy Factory on MTV and that was like a really uh-huh. big deal. This is actually before Ridiculousness. And um, it's really funny. There's a whole episode of Fantasy Factory about this. So when Rob started developing the cartoon, I was like, I know I'm good at voices. Like, I need to do a voice. Yeah. And so I kept begging him. I was like, let me do a voice. Let me, like, I was like, let me be a character. You know, I was like, there needs to be little girl characters on a little boy skater show. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, 100%. You know what I mean? Like, it has to happen. Exactly. And so he's so funny. He created this, like, whole, like, test for me. And I had to skateboard down, like, the steepest hill ever and pass, like, all these points. And if I made it to the end, I could do the voice of wait the like in real life you had to skateboard yes down the steepest hill they had they put me in like a freaking uh like a motocross can we suit. find that clip? oh my god they put me in like a motocross <laughs> yeah suit with the helmet i've got to see this video oh, after yeah, we we'll finish up it. wait you got you should try to find it um but yeah no and so i they i don't think they thought that i was gonna make it down the hill and i made it all the way to the end and and he was like, all right, you got the voice. And so I voiced the oh character. Her name was Flips. Uh, Flips, that's cute. A little skater. And, oh my gosh, there's so many Oh, clips. sorry. Just do do Chanel West Coast, um, like, skateboarding. Put, like, Chanel West Coast skating. Fantasy Factory. Yeah, keep Fantasy Factory, though, I think. Fantasy Factory skating downhill. Dude, I looked, like, literally five on that show. <laughs> I've never seen this uh... show. Like... And bad on me for not like doing my homework. No, you're so young. You were like, like this is like even like before your time, which makes me feel so old. (laughs) You're really not that old though. I I I look pretty young for my age, but you look right. No, it's not the same. Yeah, maybe it's not on there. It's so hard finding things on the internet. I feel like things get washed away. People say that things live on the internet forever. Then where's all of this stuff that I we're know, trying I to find? I can't find it right now. But basically, yeah, that's how it led to me doing the the voice on the show. And then Kel uh-huh. was one of the characters. Um, and I remember meeting Kel's him. Kel's wonderful. Dude, I love him. He's like He's so nice. He's such a good guy. And like centered in such a good family situation. Yeah. And I think that's why he really has thrived in this environment and in this 
world because I mean the entertainment industry is not what it's cracked up to be. Like, yeah. yes, there are fun moments and I'm very, very grateful, but there's a lot of negativity that comes along with this line of business. Mm. And he really has stayed centered in all of this. And yeah. now he's like going off and preaching and like he's got his family and like Asia is wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. I love her. So the fact that he's really thriving and things outside of just his work and career, mm -hmm. I think that's why he really has thrived in life and it yeah, shows. Exactly. Because, I mean, that's what life is truly about, which obviously being here in L.A. and wrapped up in our dreams we forget sometimes that that's really what life is about is, is, you know, just spreading joy and doing mm -hmm. positive things and, and making the world a better place. A hundred percent. And especially like out here, it's so hard to find people that are centered in that as well. Cause mm -hmm. like so many people are so caught up in like, Oh, I'm chasing my dream. So this is how I'm supposed to act. This is how I'm supposed yep. to behave. And once you've been out here and in, in this environment for so long, you kind of realize that there's so much more to life. Like, yes, you can be on a show, but like it could end tomorrow. It's not the end of the world. Like you move on to bigger and better. You keep moving and that's just part of the process. But so many people are centered in, oh, I have to do this. I have to do it this way. I have to be this kind of person in order to make it somewhere. And that's just not the case. Yeah. Well, you know, back to like you being on Game Shakers and working with Nickelodeon, you know, they are notorious for kind of being maybe slightly controlling, uh, having these contracts that kind of lock you in, you know, uh, but I'm also sure there was amazing positives as well. But what was that like working on a show? And then also when you found out that it was ending, you know, how does that? I was left in the dark. Like, I'm going to be completely honest mm -hmm. with you. So I signed a five or six year contract. Mm -hmm. I was 12 years old, like I'd never signed a big deal contract ever in my life. I will say children's networks pay their child actors crappy. Like mm -hmm. we do not get residuals. We do not get anything. Whereas if you're on like a primetime network, then you are getting residuals on certain things that you do. Um, so we didn't get residuals on any of that. And then the day that the show, like we found out that it was ending, we were filming all the other kids knew except for me. And like, Something was said. I overheard someone talking about the show ending. And I, I even went up to Dan and I'm like, because I love Dan to death. Mm -hmm. Like we are super, super close. I went up to him and I'm like, is it true? Like, is the show ending? Like all the kids are saying that it's over. Like, this is the last time we're going to see each other. Is that the case? He goes, oh, no, no, no. Like, no, just go finish your scene. Like everything's fine. Mm -hmm. So I go and finish my scene. And as soon as I was done for the day, that's whenever he told me like, no, like the show's over. So he like Thank didn't want to freak you he out. He didn't tell me like yeah. when I wanted to know because I would have been a basket case. Yeah. Just because that is your life. Like we were family for four years. I mean, we filmed six days a week, 10 and a half hours a day. Like you become family as much as you don't want to or whatever. You are family. Like yeah. that's just what it is. You have one day off. Every other day you're with these people. So you become really close to them. And whenever you find out that everything that you've known for the past three or four years is done, it is a little alarming. No, um, I mean, it's a, even, for, you know, for me, a much different situation, but leaving ridiculousness. Uh, I was on that show for so long. And yeah, because how long did you do that for? For like 15 years oh know, or like t almost 15 years. Uh, I'm trying to think about the math, but yeah, like 13 years, 13 to 15 years, something like that. Um, it's a blur, but 
yeah, it's really, it's crazy. Cause it's like, you're so used to these people yeah. and you've just been working with them for so long. And like, you're just, you know, the whole, like, it's like, okay, I show up every day this time and, da -da -da, and this is our filming schedule. Yep. And, and, and you just have your whole like routine down. And then, you know, now to, to, for me to go from that into doing like a docu-series about my life and we're actually filming 10 times more and it's super invasive and it's so mm -hmm. different, but it's, it's hard to go from something that you're so used to, to like that all of a sudden being over for you. Oh, hundred percent. And for me, it's a little different because ridiculousness is actually still going. Oh, I didn't even know it was still going. It is still going. And so for me, it was, that was the hardest part was because I had to make a decision to go off and do something. Mm -hmm. But, um, it's weird that it is still, still there without me. And so it's like, it's hard. It's really hard when you're just and I'm a part sure there's of days where you're like, oh my God, what if, what if? Yeah. And like, that's obviously going to creep into your head. Like I, I still think about like, what, what would I be doing if like it went on for another two years? Like, would I be in the same place that I am today? Mm -hmm. You never really know, but I think that everything happens for a reason. Yep. Every door closes for another one to open. And I am so, so grateful that that door closed that way I could be going on to like what I'm doing now. And I'm sure you feel the same way. Like exactly. it really is a blessing. No, I was just telling Dom, I was like, you know, it's funny because a lot of people have really put me in this ridiculousness box. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And I feel that if the show ended for all of us, it would have been like, it just ends. And it's like, she's the girl from ridiculousness. Now I get to end my story. And I, I don't even want to think about it. End at this point. Now my story is beginning with my own new show. Exactly. You know what I mean? And so I'm like, if I would have stayed on ridiculousness till that show came to its end, it, that would have been like almost the end in a weird way. You would have way. been typecasted as only Ex that. That's all she's good for. That's yep. all she's known for. Like same goes for me, like Nickelodeon, like if you stay in it long enough, then that's all you're known for. Yeah. And like, you won't get casted in other things because you're typecasted as, oh no, she's just a Nickelodeon girl. Yeah, well, especially also it's hard to like, you look young and tiny and cute. I'm 410, so, so like- People want to keep casting yeah. you as like the young girl, you know? And so I, I get that too. Like it's, it, that's another thing for me that's also been a weird thing with acting and stuff is that I am a little older, but I look so much younger. So it's like, and you're itty bitty too. So you. it's like, I'm not going to play the role of the mother who like has a 16 year old. Oh no, you don't think so. You even, don't think that'll read well? Even though I could, even though I could in reality be old enough to have a kid that age, like I would look their age. I yeah. go drive by my old high school. And I'm like, I look the same age as these kids, you know? I've gone to like my brother's wrestling matches and people will come up to me and be like, oh, are you in your sophomore year? I'm like, no. <laughs> No, yeah, no, yeah. not quite, but thanks. Yeah, no, it's like, it's hard. It means we'll look hot at 60, so. Oh, for sure. Girl. I'm happy. I'm already, I'm like, I'm on that J-Lo regimen, oh, you know? Okay, well, but better. I, I literally found out what skincare J-Lo uses. What is she using? La Mer. Oh, yeah. that makes sense. That makes sense. Because it's the most expensive way. stuff. <laughs> but as soon as I found out that that's what JLo used, I've been using it. Like literally the day I found out that's what she uses from a You're makeup like, okay, artist. Mother of my face. <laughs> I was like, say less. I know how I'm going to stay looking good. <laughs> and it actually really does work. It makes you like no wrinkles in this area. It's mm -hmm. great. But, um, but anyways, yeah, I think that like, you know, people get typecasted and that's, that's hard, especially coming from Nickelodeon, you know, but I think that, um, I think that with social media, we have a lot of power to, mm -hmm. to control how people see us. And, and we to, get to change the narrative, which exactly. is so wonderful. So wonderful. And like, you're doing your social media thing. I'm doing mine. Like it really is such a blessing that we have this now because yeah. 20 years ago, that never would have been able to happen. You would have been stuck in this box, but now you can have a life outside of it, yeah. which is 
So powerful, so powerful. Because you can show what you're really into and what you're really like. Yeah, I think it even goes like for Dom too. You know, he's a model and he's always doing like, these like super hot shoots and like whatever, but there's so much more, even like with how, when we first met, I'm like, yeah, he's hot, but like, what's, I want to know more what's about underneath. It. But like, I think that for him, it's like, he's super talented, super smart, but people kind of like see you and they're like, oh, he's just like the hot, like empty head guy. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, that's what they think. That's so crazy. And it's like, he's so, he's so much more than that. And it's just how the world is in general. Like it, like the word, the, the, not the word, the phrase judge a book by its cover mm -hmm. is like, sadly what everybody does mm -hmm. you know and as much as we try to like change that it still happens like mm -hmm. i'm guilty of it too and i'm trying to get better me too. trying <laughs> me too. some things are better than others but like it is hard because like you do see something and you're like oh like their life is perfect because of like what's posted on social media yeah and like mm -hmm. i can only imagine how it is for the modeling agencies like it's crazy because you present yourself as like a certain person and then I mean, like, I present myself as like, oh, I'm fun. Like, I go out. I stay at home. Like, I do not do anything. Oh, yeah. the same. I go to bed at 8 o'clock. Like, no, no, <laughs> I have a big baby. Like, I am a grandma, and I'm not <laughs> mad at it. It's so it's it's so the same for me. So I, like, because I do hip-hop music, I've had mm -hmm. a lot of club gigs and a mm -hmm. lot of club hosting gigs from being on reality TV. Uh-huh. And so this is work. I'm getting paid to go in clubs. And I'm the type of person that's like, well, if I'm at home or if I'm like busy, like working out or working, like I'm not posting that, you know, but yeah. if I'm at the club and I'm like kind of hanging out, mm -hmm. turning up or performing, mm -hmm. I'm going to post that. So what started to become a thing for me was like, I'm doing so many club gigs and I'm posting in the club so much yeah. that people think I just live in a club, but it's like, I'm literally no, getting paid to be there. Exactly. This is my work. And when I'm not there working, doing that, I'm at home sober like working on myself and yep. so it's just funny because it's like people literally think i'm like this like extra extra party animal i don't think making a song called alcoholic helps <laughs> but um but i'm like babe you know me i'm like yeah. I, that's why i throw parties at my house because i'm like i actually just want to stay here and not leave <laughs> i can only imagine and like my only thing with like having a party at the house would be like Okay, whenever like you're done, you can't just be like, okay, bye. Like you've got to like shoo these people out the door. So how do you do that? Like I I say every party starts at like six. Yeah. When really <laughs> we know it will start at nine. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we're like the party the party's over at ten. The party's not over at ten. It always goes to like twelve one. So you have to literally tell people two hours earlier for each when it starts and when it ends yeah. because that's the only especially in LA to get people there on time. Dude, I'll treat the I'll treat our house like the club. I'll turn off the music, cut the lights on. It's like <laughs> okay, time to go. Close for the night. Get out. And, and then everyone's like, "Well, what's the move? Where are we going?" And I'm like, "I don't know. The car's Figure right out. there." Go get your car. He's like, "I don't know where you're going, but it's not uh, staying here. Bye-bye." <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yeah. I need to adopt more of that energy. Like Yeah. I'm not good about like, "Okay, it's done." Like I've got to be able to stand up for myself a little bit more. And that's what my big goal is for this year. That's like, also, this is so funny. That also yeah. goes back to my club gigs. So I'm a very friendly person uh -huh. and I'm the type of person that's like, I was paid to be here. Even though they told me I can leave in an hour. I'm like, I was paid to literally you feel guilty. And I feel guilty. I'm like, I should stay and take a few more pics with fans. Mm -hmm. or whatever. Next thing you know, I'm in the club and they're turning on the lights. And I'm like, am I still here? Like, She's like, oh. And that's where I get this. And then and it's like the fans are taking a picture. Like, She's still in the club with the lights on. And then it's like, she parties all the time. It's like, no, I like felt bad and wanted to get more pics with my fans. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, if only you knew the real story behind it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, no, I, so, okay, I wanted to ask you about this. So you're, you're doing music now. Yeah. And 
do you feel that especially coming from nickelodeon do you think that it's uh do you think that it's harder to to be taken seriously as a, a musician because yeah. people just see you as like the the kid star from nickelodeon a hundred percent i mean it's been so hard to get out of that like I took two years off from doing anything, like was doing my own thing, went to regular high school because I was like, oh, maybe this will feel fulfilling. Went, was severely bullied, graduated two years early because I was like, I don't want to do this. high school? It was a random high school in Orange County because my parents live in Orange County. Mm. Um, and it was just not a good situation. But my mom always told me like, you get yourself into a situation, you see it all the way through the end and then you get yourself out. So I stayed for the year. It was... An experience. That's probably the best way to put it. Yeah. Um, and then went back to online school, graduated early, started college, realized really quickly that that was not for me. Yeah. Um, and then I went through a breakup. The guy was doing music and I had always used songwriting as my therapy. Like that's just how I've always coped. I wrote a whole Same. EP whenever I was nine, never released it. Yeah. Um, and then had been doing it on and off and then went through this breakup. It was not a good situation. He, he texted me in the middle of the night and was like, I can't give you a hundred percent right now. And two days later was on vacation with another girl. <laughs> okay. But you're young. Was how old was, was this like guy? 16, 17. So like that's whatever. Like a 16 or 17 year old. Guy whatever. <laughs> I mean, not a real relationship, but still like hurtful. Yeah. So got back in the studio and I was like, okay, like I got to figure something out. So I wrote another song. It's flying solo. Um, and decided, you know what? I'm going to release it and I'm going to release it and do a music video with his music video director. And I was like, <laughs> I mean, it was kind of like a fuck you, but like yeah. in a nice kind yeah. way. Um, so I did that. And then through that whole process, I was like, wait, this is actually really fun. I actually enjoy this. Like, this is what I want to do. I think this is going to be something that makes me happy and like fulfills me and at least is a form of therapy throughout this whole process. And we'll see where it goes. Yeah. Um, so that's whenever all of that stuff started and then it kind of created a monster. And now I've been working on this album for the past like two and a half years and it's going to have like 21, 22 songs on nice. it. I but, love when an album has a lot of songs on it. Well, I, I like I like having like genre, yeah. like switches. So I don't want to stick to one thing. So there's like country on there. There's pop. There's dancey like club songs. There's a little bit of everything just because, I mean, that's how I, I go into a session and I'm like, yeah, like this is my mood. I want to write a sad song or, oh no, like my life is going great. Yeah, yeah. Oh, mm -hmm. I went to the club. Like, let me write a club song. So it, it's kind of, it, it really has been fun to go through my life in the, in like a way of these songs. If that yeah. Makes sense. Oh my God, mm -hmm. girl. I love, to, I love talking to people who can relate because you know exactly what I'm talking about. Like I have an album that I haven't put out. It's been on hold because I, got pregnant uh-huh i had a high-risk pregnancy so i couldn't be like oh, you know dang. cardi b was out here like performing pregnant uh -huh. and i thought i was gonna be like that but then when i found out i was high risk i had to basically like after five or six months kind of just be chill i couldn't mm -hmm. like be like dancing and performing and all that so i was like you know what i'm just gonna take a break and enjoy this time being pregnant be very zen for my baby and then i ended up getting this show deal for our show okay mm -hmm. and obviously now that i have a show i'm like well i'm not gonna drop the album without putting it out with the show exactly like you so, got to do it right so that now has held it up even more but the funny thing is is all these songs that are on this next album i'm gonna put out i wrote these songs before we had even started dating mm -hmm. and i was oh like gosh. it was very like lonely girl in la like mm -hmm. just it's very like this like like the whole vibe of the album is kind of like just like 
LA is the place where you get a broken heart and uh-huh. broke and broken dreams, and and that is the essence of what I was writing about. It's like broken. I need heart, you to text dreams. me this like ASAP. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna send you songs, please, and I'll, I'll share mine. But like, it's it's so crazy though, because like that was I listen to these songs now, and I'm like, oh my gosh, my life just even since then has changed so much. It's like I ended up finding love with Dom, and then we had Bowie, and I feel so much more fulfilled now, so much happier. And even when I go to write music now, now I want to go back to like writing more like fun like party songs, more happy because. Yeah. I'm like, I'm in a happy mood or more mm-hmm. like love songs about us. But everything that's going to be on this album is like, you're going to be like, different. oh, this was not her with Dom. This was before that. Because it's like, <laughs> you can feel like the pain and like the sadness, yeah. you know. But it's it's like, that's what I love about music is like, it, it it's such a great way to express yourself. And mm-hmm. I love that you can go back and listen to these songs. You and did do certain- so much reflecting and yes. be like, oh my God. Like, I remember whenever I wrote this. Yes. Like, whoa this is crazy and it takes you like full circle because you're like oh my god thank god i had this experience because now i'm so grateful for what i have in my life now yeah i love i love that like even like i don't know why still to this day i made the song alcoholic okay i've never heard this song we'll play later please it's it's like a fun party song where it's just like talking about being drunk and it's like obviously i made it when i was drinking in the studio and it was all fun but like i never thought i have songs where i spent hours like lyrically writing the sickest raps of my life and like songs where i I wrote about like this like deep love story and it's like so like just emotional and powerful and then it's like i make the song alcoholic that's like as a joke like drunk and it's my top stream song it has like millions and millions of streams on every platform and that i'm just like goes to show like you never know what's gonna hit and what's not for real uh, the whole way the internet works is so wild like you think you do something and put so much energy into it and you're like okay this is gonna pay off like this is gonna be a good move like this is gonna go viral and then does nothing and then you do like bare minimal effort and that's what pops off and you're like really like Literally. this is what's gonna hit okay like that and that's and that's what we were talking about too is like i feel like the, the less I, it's funny because I cared so much about my music before, but it's not that I don't care about my music anymore, but I, I have Bowie now mm-hmm. and Dom and I, I care so much about our family and like other things are, are so much more important to me now that it's like, that's not everything. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, that's not life. Well, it's exactly. funny because just by listening to you, I can tell both of you have such a passion for music and I'm curious, like, what's it like to be so passionate about music, about wanting to create music, wanting to do that, but your your success and your living actually comes from something completely different? You know, how do you reconcile that's that? A good, that's a great thing to talk about. I feel like, for me, music's therapy. That's Same. probably, like, the best way mm. to put it. I do my music because I'm like, okay, this is helping me get through a tough time. Like, whether it's, like, okay, so I'll just, like, go through there's a song on the album called Playboy, and it's literally about my Playboy experience. There's a <laughs> yeah. song called Thor about a guy that I was dating. Um, there's a song called You Win talking about, like, in a relationship whenever someone, like, throws in your face that, like, oh, like, you're just a consolation prize. Like, I have to focus on me before anything happens with us, and it's throwing that. Like, there's so many different songs that have really, like, gotten me through difficult situations, whereas, like, acting yeah it's fun it pays the bills like great and that's how I was like funding my music before and yeah. now I joined Playboy and now I'm like fully self-funded and like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm fine to do whatever I want to do in that space which is such a blessing and knowing that I don't have to rely on that and it doesn't have to be done a certain way yeah. is so rewarding and I'm sure you can relate too. like you want to write about whatever you want to write about you don't want to be dictated and exactly. oh you have to make a song today about I literally passed up 
a really great op like a really great opportunity it was to work with a record label who has made mega stars like I'm not even gonna say the people because then you can easily know what the label is and I don't <laughs> like everybody to know all my tea but no you gotta keep some things close exactly. to the exactly but I did pass it up because the funny thing is is like they they heard the music that I was already putting out online and it was hip-hop and I also come from Rob Deerdeck shows where I have like this skater fan base and it's like yep. skateboarders aren't listening to Taylor Swift they're listening mm -hmm. to cool like dope music like blink 182 and, like and, those and kind of things and, and like, hip-hop you know what i'm and... saying and so when they started sending me songs like hey do you want to do this song like we we think you'd be good on this it was all very like extra extra pop and oh god and i look back now and i'm like i should have just did it but like <laughs> but at the time i was like my fans don't want to hear this like this you're you're gonna put me in such a different direction and it just didn't feel authentic to me and i was like mm -hmm. eh, i don't like it and that is what i do like about being independent is like like you said with your album i'm like girl same i'm like you know, babe, I got songs that are kind of rock, straight up rock, actually. And then I have songs where I'm like straight up rapping hip hop. Yeah. And then I've got like pop songs where it's like extra girly. <laughs> it's like I'm all over the place. Fun. Yeah. And like, that's just who we are. Like, I mean, there's some days where like all I listen to is country music. And then all I listen to the next day is like full on like early 2000s Britney Spears. Yeah. Like it really depends. And the fact that we're able to have that creative flexibility is so so like needed i know i and i love that so the, I, i'll ask this though too because you mentioned playboy mm -hmm. and them you know giving you a, a great platform and helping you make the money to fund your music do you also think that a, a, a like the nickelodeon thing do you think that people will maybe look at that as something that does doesn't you know make you a serious artist like if you're on a platform like playboy and doing like the sexy stuff do you think that people are maybe like oh she's not a real artist because she's doing this i don't really know i mean i'm still trying to navigate through it but i know with playboy in the past at least like there have been so many amazing people that have posed for playboy whether it's like sally fields cindy crawford so many big people have posed for playboy and it was never an issue like didn't hurt their career if anything it made their career yeah so for me, I'm like, look, I like being sexy. I like feeling myself. I like feeling like, okay, like I am sexy. I can like show this. And before, like my management team was not happy about me posting like bathing suit photos or anything that showed even a little bit of cleavage on my Instagram. So now I'm able to do that in a safe space and like know that, okay, I'm not being shunned for this. Like people mm -hmm. actually appreciate it. And if you got a problem with it, then I don't want to be having a conversation with you. Like, <laughs> well, what's that sorry. journey like of like, first you're a, you're a Nickelodeon star, then you take a break from acting mm -hmm. and there's no, like, it's, I just know just cause I've been in modeling. I know it's not like a seamless transition to, to get into what you're doing now what how what's that journey like and and kind of how did you get introduced to it how you know how did you kind of like end up taking the opportunity like how did that story unfold okay so funny story i like ba like baseball basketball like anything sports related that is my jam like that is where i'm truly happiest like i love going and watching and like seeing the guys like get down and dirty like that is fun for me and one of my girlfriends who was on Nickelodeon at the same time, her name's Kala Drew, she started doing like an internship for Playboy. Mm -hmm. And they had a sport to a Lakers game. It was either Lakers or Clippers. Um, and we had always gone to games together. That was just like our thing. I mean, I vividly remember us going to Panthers games and like trying to like hit on Christian McCaffrey as like 12 <laughs> year olds because we've always been freaking boy crazy. <laughs> um, so she randomly called me. I hadn't spoke to her in 
probably a year and a half, two years. She calls me and she's like, hey, Playboy's hosting an event. We've got a suite. Do you want to come? I'm like, what is it? Like, I don't want to go to a party. That's not who I am. She goes, oh, no, it's a sports game. That's why I invited you. Do you want to go? So I went. I called in sick to a, like, minimum wage job that I was working. I was working at a, at a gym at, in, like, the meantime. Um, called in sick. Went to the game. It was so much fun. Like, we were just catching up and shooting the shit. And I ended up meeting a lot of the higher-ups at Playboy and just having a conversation. And I was like, look, like, if I do join, like, I have, like, severe deal points that I'm not going to back up on just because of my morals. Yeah. We're like, okay, like, that's fine. Come into the office. We'll show you around. We'll go through everything. So I went. And literally within, like, two weeks I joined and – the rest yeah. is history. And it all stemmed from a freaking basketball game of all yeah, things. But yeah. I genuinely am so, so grateful for that and so grateful for Kyla for inviting me in the first place. Like, mm-hmm. none of this would have happened if it wasn't for that. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's great. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's really cool that Playboy is like doing a, a, a platform where, you know, women can kind of. It's like before Playboy was just about you had to get discovered. Yeah. You had, they had to come find you to get in the magazine. But now it's like, you can actually get on this platform and kind of like they've kind of granted access to women who would have never never been, been seen before been able to. Yeah. Women who would have never been able to like say I'm affiliated with Playboy mm-hmm. now can be on this platform similar to OnlyFans. But I think that it's also Playboy's always kind of had a, a, a classiness associated exactly. with the sexiness at the same mm-hmm. time. And I think that's something that. OnlyFans actually doesn't have as much. Yeah. I think that they have a lot Only more fans raunchy a, stuff on there. So. Yeah, it's it's known for, like, raunchiness. And, like, that's why, like, I I had people come to me in the past being like, oh, would you ever do, like, exclusive content? And I always said no just because, like, that's all I knew. And then whenever the whole Playboy thing fell into place, it made sense because they are known for, like, more than just that. It, yeah. They bring so much more to the table. And, like, I'm in the process of doing a podcast with Playboy and – there's so many other things and I'm doing shoots. I'm now the face of Playboy and got my own bunny suits and oh, doing all of that jazz. And I'm like really, really grateful for that because I mean, you don't have that with OnlyFans. With OnlyFans, you're known as, oh, you're an OnlyFans girl. Like that's yeah. all you're known for. So yeah. when it comes to like creating content for like the the platform and all that, like what were your like hard lines? Have you ever bent any of your lines? Like how how has that played out? Okay. So I went in being like not doing nudity. Like that is not me. I've never been that type of person. It's definitely let up. Um, <laughs> not in a bad way. Um, but just in like certain situations, like, I mean, I'm never not comfortable. That's how I'll leave it. I'm not showing anything that I'm not comfortable with. And I mean, anyone who knows me knows who I am and what I hold myself accountable for. And I mean, that's all it really boils down to. I mean, I do my lingerie, my bikinis and. Yeah. No, even even in the past with me, like with, uh, you know, in my one past like fashion Nova deal, it was like lingerie was included. Mm -hmm. And I remember I posted in the, and, and somebody was like, like somebody, I remember it was like a comment, like, "Oh, like desperate, just posting it. You're not even a model. You're just posting People on your bed so and laundry." And I'm like, "Little do you know, I'm getting paid to post this. Uh-huh. It was part of my deal that I had to include lingerie." Like, and I just think it's funny because it's like you post something sexy. And people are all of a sudden like, oh, my God, like she's a hoe. Uh-huh. Or like, da, da, da. Oh, she's a slut for posting that. And that's just not the case, like, at all. Like, you don't know who we are as person, like, as actual people. And I think 
social media, like this is one thing that I don't agree with with social media is the fact that like people just automatically assume that they know you and yeah. every aspect of you because they see you on Instagram or they see you on TikTok. And it's just not the case. Like people imagine your life being so different than it actually is and thinking that everything's perfect. And well, also, why are we going to sit there and show everything that's not perfect? Like, I'm going to sit there and show you guys that I like crashed into a pole today or like, <laughs> I'm going to sit here and be like, oh, here's the, another bill I have to pay. Like, no, obviously, no, that's not you want to show off good things. You want, yeah. you know, so I, I think that's what's funny, too, is like people start to think it's like. Oh, they're just like, like these fake. It's like, no, I'm just showing off the good things in my life because who the hell wants to share like negative shit, you know? Well, and I'm just not a negative person, so I don't exactly. talk about my negative shit. Like, same, same. I'm, I'm, I have no desire. Same. I'm the How type of person, you... I, I've coped with all the negative in my life through comedy. And I think because I'm always laughing and like happy publicly mm-hmm. that people are like, oh, your life's perfect. And it's like, no, I'm just good at laughing shit off yeah. and maintaining this like happy, you know, image and smile even when there's not shit to be happy about you know well even if stuff is going bad in life i've just been taught from such a young age and i think a lot of this boils down to like the acting front you grin and bear it like mm-hmm. you figure it out you put on a fake face i mean there were definitely times where like there was shit going on behind the scenes and you've got a job to do you mm-hmm. show up you do your job and like at the end of the day content is our jobs like yep. Our social media is one of our jobs. And like, yes, we have so many other things going on, but it is a job. So you have a reputation to uphold on that aspect. And people don't want to see you boohoo crying and like complaining about, oh, my life sucks. Because then they're going to be like, well, you had this, you had this. So many other people don't even have these opportunities and you're not even grateful. They'll always find something wrong with every little thing. I mean, haters are going to hate, as Taylor Swift said. (laughs) It's full circle. (laughs) Um, So... I mean, you get to a point and like, I I really am grateful for this. You get to a point where you're just like, who cares? Who cares? I'm going to do me. And if you don't like it, why are you following me? I'm happy you figured that out at your age and it didn't take you as long as me. (laughs) Because it took me till like 30 to be like, I don't care anymore. (laughs) Well, it's just exhausting. Oh my God. Yeah. I used to be a people pleaser and oh my God. Like I look back and I was so miserable, so miserable because you're not standing up for yourself. You're just letting things slide because you think it's going to be better for other people. And like, I finally got to a point where I'm just like, it's exhausting. I'd rather just be me. And if, if you don't like me for me, then don't hang around me. Yeah. I don't want to be associated with you or like, don't follow me on Instagram. Don't follow me on my social media. If you have such a problem with it, why are you taking time out of your day yeah. to go and hate and comment mm. on my stuff? It's like sad. These oh, people are sad. Hurt people hurt people. Yeah, I've yeah. said that for years and I stick by it. If you're leaving a bad comment on someone's Instagram, you got shit to worry about in your own life. Yep. Did you ever do pageants in North Carolina when no. you were younger? No. I wanted to. Well, okay. That's a lot. So <laughs> <laughs> I always wanted to. My mom let me do like a random one. I think my dad's mom was actually the one who like signed me up for Mm. it. And it was like literally in our town. Like (laughs) it was not a pageant, but like (laughs) it was a pageant. Um, I always wanted to do that because like I love toddlers and tiaras and I was like, oh, that's so fun. Never got into it, but I've definitely had girlfriends throughout my life that were like the pageant girls and like they talk about their childhood growing up in that and they're like, oh my God, like it was a nightmare. Like you don't really understand what goes on behind the scenes in that world. So I really am grateful that my mom said no to that. Yeah. She's like, no, if you're going to do something, you need to have an actual talent. Like you need to do something that's going to be good for you and like build character and show you that life isn't all great. Like there is rejection in acting. There's mm-hmm. rejection in music. There's rejection in 
well, content that's creation. One thing you can learn from pageants is rejection because obviously kids have to learn like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm not going to win every pageant and this and that. But I do think it creates like these like unrealistic ideas of like perfection yep. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I, what you're supposed to look like. And yep. I mean, the girls that are winning, obviously you're going to compare yourself to them. And especially at such a young age, whenever you really don't comprehend that, you can only imagine the trauma that that puts on the, like those little girls being like, oh, well, this girl won. Well, she's got curly hair. Maybe that's the reason that I didn't win. I yeah. wish I had curly hair. Yeah. Even for like little black girls who see white girls winning all the time. Like I could only imagine what that does for them. And like at such a young age, the biggest thing is to like encourage these kids and be like, no, you are beautiful by yourself. You bring so much to the table. You have such a beautiful heart. You're known for so much more than just your figure or just your face or just how you look or how you present yourself. So I don't think I would ever let my kid do pageants. Yeah, I mean, right. not Either. saying anything against it, but like, I just, no. I, I want my kid to be a kid and like go out and play in the grass and like go climb a tree. No, it's, it's a, it is a little weird. I did one pageant for, as a, like a joke thing for the show Fantasy Factory I was on. And how old were you at this point? I was, I was in my early twenties. I was okay. like 21, 22. So you were like an adult competing. I, like an adult. I could only imagine how those girls were. Ooh. But I saw all the kids there. Like I had to get there the day early. And this is my first time. It was like four TV. So they were kind of being like extra nice to me and being like, we'll like show you everything. And I'll never forget. I had to go. You have, you like literally have to get spray tanned. Like mm-hmm. they make you. And so they're like, okay, we're going to go to the spray tan room. And you guys, I like, I almost cried. Like there was literally like little babies in there, like screaming, crying, like, just be spray tan and i was like oh my god like this is like sad like they don't want to spray tan like obviously like no kid wants to have spray sprayed in their face and in their mouth because like you tell them to hold their breath they're just gonna breathe like dude chanel's making it seem like it was a re-education camp or something like like the kids are just getting whipped i mean you never know what happened behind the scenes but like it was it was it was even though it's just a spray tan, like I was like, they're like, they seemed cold. And they I were get crying. it. I mean, it's a little gets in your eye, it might burn a little bit. <laughs> well, you know? the spray like, tan is like one of the processes. There's also the hair, there's the hair pieces, yeah, there's yeah. the outfits, there's the heels that they make the little girls wear. Some like of the it's little just... girls who are missing their teeth, they put in the little fake teeth. Oh, I had those. The flipper. You, you, got, you, got, you still have your flipper? <laughs> uh, no, I lost my flipper, <laughs> sadly. I was literally just talking about my flipper with my mom the other day because I was like, where is that thing? Like, I would love to have that and put that in my box. <laughs> I've got boxes from like every significant point in my life, whether it's like relationships and I've like taken underwear from guys or like (laughs) different like tickets. Oh my God, it's so fun. My mom got rid of like everything from my childhood. (laughs) I've got old outfits that I used to wear and I'm like used to wear and I'm like, my kid is going to wear this. Like, I don't care if I have a boy, I will dress him up like a girl and he will be wearing this at least for a picture. These days that'll work. Hold up, hold up. Wait, so you're you're telling me that you have... A guy's underwear somewhere. Oh, like four or five guys. <laughs> what? I mean, it's fun. I mean, I, it's a little klepto, but like, I mean, it's fun. Do you, do you, do you, do you wash them or do you just kind of let them keep their Men are not cleanly essence. people. Sorry, Dom. But like, yes, they're washed. And then they go in my box and they're never touched again. But it's like a sure. little memento. If I ever open that box, I'm like, oh, I remember these. These were from this guy. Oh, these. I remember these. Yeah. It's like memory lane. Are there any any holes where one of the guys like not very hygienic? You know? Oh no, I only I only date guys with good hygiene. That's like one of my biggest pet peeves. That's my girl. I biggest like that. pet peeves. I'm like, I am so I'm such a clean freak. Like even with I'm my the same house. Way. Like, wait, what sign are you? I'm a Scorpio. Oh, oh my God. Here we go. 
So our baby, the Scorpio. Oh, we're the best. We have a lot of Scorpio women around mm -hmm. us. Like a lot of Scorpio She's women. She's going to be a great girl. Like just, they're so very we're, we're powerful. Both, yeah, mm -hmm. we're both Virgos and Virgos I and Scorpios. I didn't realize you both were. Yeah, yeah. so Virgos oh. and Scorpios are both different in a lot of ways, but I do think we're both particular about mm -hmm. things. And that's, I'm also kind of a clean, like and hygiene it's very freak. like, it's our way or the highway. Like <laughs> yeah. that's if it's Scorpio not done thing. the right way, don't fucking touch anything. Like I will go back behind you and I will do it the right way. Like. Yes. I'm very OCD in the sense of like things in my house have to be put it like put a certain way. Mm -hmm. Like everything has to be clean. Like I do not get up from bed without making the bed every morning. And like, maybe it's just little habits. I used to be like that, but he tends yeah. to be in the bed after me. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't just make it with Dom in it. So, I, now, so my bed is never I in. make it. I make it nowadays. Sometimes he half makes it. I, I'm, I'm like a, I'm like a, you know, minimum viable product type of person, you know, like okay. I, I like to get the most results with the least amount of effort. So, so I'll okay. like, I'll make it look nice, but I'm not going to put all the throw pillows on it. He you just know? doesn't understand. They can stay there. Job. Yeah, it's like if the bed does not have 10 <laughs> pillows on it, babe, it's, it's not, not made. A bed. It's not made. But then in a couple hours, you got to take them back off. It's just, you know, well, yeah, come on, ain't like, nobody got time for that. It looks better. It looks pretty. I mean, what if someone like comes into your house and they're like, let me see your bed. Then you uh, want it to look I got, nice? something. Exactly. I got something for those type of people. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wait, so really quick, I, I wanted to pull this up. Yeah. Um, because so I saw that you have and please forgive me because now that I have a baby, mm -hmm. in the past, before I had a baby, I would see like a friend like you like has a new song and the first thing I do was like, let me check it out. Yeah. And so forgive me, I actually did not listen yet. No, that's fine. But the visuals I saw, I loved because I have a song called 40 Yard Dash, and uh -huh. in the video we did a whole football theme. I that's that's what I wanted to do. I was like, listen, I was like, I want to go ham. I mm -hmm. want to have green turf. I want to be in a fucking football outfit with a ponytail. And I saw you did the baseball theme yeah. video. And I was like, I love this. I don't even I honestly I want to hear the song. I but at the moment I was like, I don't even need to hear the song. I just love this. You love you the know. vibe. Yeah, I love the vibe. So I want to know how what what inspired you to do that? Do you like baseball? Are you a fan of baseball? Oh, I love baseball. And like plus one of the guys that I was talking oh, to was right. a baseball yeah, you, you know this whole me. situation. You told me. Okay. You know the, okay. like everything. <laughs> Chanel like knows the back ends of everything. So I was dating a guy who, dating, I, I don't know what to call it. I Whatever mean, Dom, you, you were there too. Situationship. <laughs> he was a baseball player. Um, and this song is literally talking about our relationship. And I mean, it's like a game. Like some days you're in, some days you're out, you swing and miss. And there's definitely references to who this guy is, whether yep. it's the numbers on the jerseys or, <laughs> I mean, there's references in the lyrics. There's a little bit of what everything. Did, what did he think about it when he heard it? Oh, he's like, oh, I love this. Like no one's ever written a song about me. And now there's like 50 <laughs> songs about him, but like, whatever. <laughs> um, and anyone who knows the baseball space would easily be able to put it together, especially after this album comes out, because there's definitely other songs that are I like pinpointing. That, that's artistic. Exactly. That's Can like, we pull you know. it up for a second? I'm so curious to see what you're going to say. No, I want to I Because I love it. that you did something like sports related, too. Because I almost so want to pull fun. them up like side by side. No, so no, you know. I know. I need like a play by play of like both things. <laughs> no, we don't. It's so funny because like. Great minds think alike. No, really, though? I'm not joking. What's the like, song? Oh, there it it's is. It's got baseball games. There it is. Bang, bang. Oh, God. 
This video is like by far one of my favorite videos. Oh man, you need oh, to go. You, you need to get that YouTube Pro account with your cheap ass. <laughs> oh, you don't want to see ads about stickers? They're custom. You can get them like curated to whatever you want. Hey, maybe that's the next move. There's a lookalike that looks like the baseball player. It's so cute. And then we had a rapper in it, Brooklyn Queen. And the way that whole relationship came to be was just fun. I wonder what if this is the same. Was the turf already at the studio? No. It wasn't? They had to put everything in. Like, they carried oh, okay. in, like, loads of dirt. And, like, they were shoveling this dirt away. <laughs> It was the funniest thing. And like funny behind the scenes story, we were originally gonna shoot in like an actual field and it was like a million dollars to film in a like baseball field. So we were like, no, we'll make our own. Yeah, no, so when we did our video for 40 Yard Dash, it was during the pandemic. And it was like, very frowned upon to even be filming outside at a baseball. So, Which we is so that, that dude with the studios. long hair, he's a friend of uh, Logan's. Oh, he was at your birthday party. Yeah. Oh, he yeah. Hunter's a funny guy. He was on. Yeah, he was on like a dating show or something. Handle, I yeah, say. one of those. I met him at Bryce Vaughn's like wine opening party, and he walked in the door, and I go, "I need to have a conversation with you." <laughs> looked exactly like this guy and I go up to him and he's like oh, I need to have a conversation with you too and I go uh no 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 honey this is business <laughs> and shut that down real quick just because yeah no um and then asked him to be in the video and he's like okay sure like why not and then he came and he was such a good sport about everything like he's definitely a, 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 a yeah sure why not type of guy you know and that's what I like about him like he had such like a fun personality about it. And he was like, yeah, like throw me in. Oh, you want my shirt? That's okay. Like I'll take it off. And that like, that was really appreciated because it made my life easier. And the fact that I didn't have to like. Yeah. Coach someone through everything. Like he was ready. He showed up ready to play. And it was just a great time. Nice. We were there for like. 17 hours that day. It was a long freaking day. But it's well produced. It's really yeah. cool. No, I, you know day I promos. I was going to say, you know what? I'm, I'm pretty good at directing music videos. You should have me do a video for you. Well, you should be in a song too. Okay. We need to like collab. You got to do a video. Let's like, do it. Let's make and it if happen. we're doing it, we got to do it right. Who who are like, what producers are you working with? Do you work with like all different people? All or? different people. Yes. Yeah, I've, I've kind of learned that I like certain people though. Like Maya Marie is always in my session. She used to write for Britney Spears. Oh, nice. Um, and I got introduced to her like two and a half years ago, whenever I first started doing music and we became like so close. She's like the big sister I never had. And she knows every aspect of my life. And I'll call her even whenever like, we're not writing anything. And I'll just be like, Maya, I need a girlfriend. Like, I need you. Like, what do I do in this situation? And she's such a good sport about everything and has ha helped me get through certain situations. Even like whenever this whole situation was happening with a guy, I called her and I'm like, what do I do? She's like, oh, this is what you do. Like, do you want like big sister advice or do you want like mom advice? And yeah. that's what I appreciate. Like I can be hundred percent honest with her and she knows exactly what to say. And it's been fun to see how much we've changed throughout these past two and a half years. I mean, she's got a baby now and yeah. it, it's so weird seeing the trajectory change, but 
I mean, she's stuck with me and I'm stuck with her. Like we are, it's a, it's a package deal. Nice. Like that's where I've really gotten at this point. And then as far as like producers, there's a little bit of everything. Most of the songs, like I would say a good 50 to 65% are done by Michael Blum. Um, I've got some by like Albert Harvey. I've got some by Damon Sharp who did stuff with like JLo. Um, so a little bit of everything. It's kind of like a Duke's mixture, yeah. but it makes it fun and it makes it enjoyable. And I mean, it keeps me on my toes because working with different people is the fun aspect. Cause then you're able to like go in and have an unbiased opinion about what you're writing about and have different, like bounce different ideas off yeah. of each other. That's yeah. like the best situation. And especially if you want to write something that's so raw, it's sometimes nice to have people that don't know the whole situation. That way you can like fill them in on what you want to fill them in on. Yeah, Like mm. I've definitely had those sessions where I'm like, I don't want to sit here for two hours and tell you the whole story. So I'm just going to tell you like a wee bit and that's what we're going to write about. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I've went into sessions literally <laughs> like, like I've went into sessions with some of my writer friends and like they're my co-writers slash therapists. Mm -hmm. And I come in and I'm just like, so this is, this is what I got to fucking tell you, but I just looked on my Instagram story and see my ex was on a boat. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. This is what happened with my song Anchors. I literally like saw my ex was on a boat with like a girl, like living his best life <gasps> while I was like, while I was like here doing not, not in Italy. <laughs> not in Italy. And, like, and I just, I can't explain it. Just like the, the vibe I had that day. I was just like, I want to write a song about these like real, like, you know, like almost like these pretty girls who just have life so easy and they're always on a fucking boat, you uh, know? What's like, up with that? These All bitches. Those, like pretty girls are always on a boat with someone new, like living their best <laughs> life, best tan, like skinny, itty bitty body, big boobs. And I'm and, like, and always have a, always have a new designer person. You're like, but you don't even have a job. How'd you get yeah, that? How does that you work? Know? And how do they find these men who are just like willing to like fully like take care of them and like give them this life of luxury? And like, <laughs> I mean, maybe it's all fake, like, social but, media but i don't freaking know like it's, it's just it's so it's many insane. girls though and it's like it's always the girl like after you break up with the guy it's like that's the girl they go with and it's like oh my god i'm so over this right and so like of all people that's who you go to okay yeah and so i went into the studio with uh this writer cadence who okay. i wrote the song with and it was funny because i literally just came in and i was like fuck this dude and i was like i'm sick of it i said while he's out on the fucking boat i'm i'm here held down like an anchor man and i was like wait, wait. That, i was like wait that's it i was like the song should we call anchors and it's about everything holding me down and i'm like i'm just trying to break free and like be sailing around the world and like on my yacht yes. like living my best life yes. and so if you listen to my song anchors and watch the video and whatever it's like you you hear that whole story but it's so funny because it's like i literally like went in the studio that day with just like this feeling of like that and like and i went in and i just said exactly like how i told uh -huh. you guys to them and and me and my girl came she was like Yo, I got this. And she said she started like, you know, doing a couple melodies and I did a couple melodies and then and we wrote the song so fast and so easy because it was like I just came in with these emotions and like And it was real. Yes. And just like it was meant to be. Yep. And that's what I appreciate about you. Like you write from personal experience too. Like you're not trying to like keep I do up make this up stories here oh, and there. Too. You but know, like, like when you'll make up a like you you almost like have this idea like, oh, this song sounds like it should be about this. And it's like, well, I haven't really went through this, but I'm gonna make a song about that. Well, like you know? DGAF, like I channeled from like girlfriends that I have that like would just go out and like have one night stands with guys. And I've never been that type of person. Yeah. Like I've only had sex with three people. So not really much experience there, but 
my girlfriends like have no problem like going out and sleeping with random men and living their best life. And I wrote a song about that because I was like, yeah, like <laughs> don't give a fuck. Like, like go, like go have they're fun. Like, Wait, is this about me, bitch? <laughs> oh, they all know it's about them. And they're like, oh yeah, yeah, this is our club song. <laughs> like, okay, good for you. That's funny. But uh, so, okay, wait. How do you kind of reconcile that, like, the image of being, like, doing Playboy, the image, like, that very sexual image of you that's out there and reconcile that and balance that with who you feel like you really are at your core of being, you know, I try to be real. Like, I'm going to be honest. Like, I try to be myself and, like, look, I... I love sexy shit. Like, look at all of my videos. All of them are, like, overly sexy. I love my boobs. I love my body. Like, I'm very, very grateful for what God gave me. So, I mean, I've never really had a problem with, like, expressing my sexuality. But with that, especially in this day and age, comes, oh, then that's how you are in your personal life. And that's just never how I've been. Like, I was scared of sex. Like, Anytime that was ever brought up or like a conversation was had, I was terrified. Like I never had the birds and bees talk, didn't even have a period talk. Like my mom refused to give me those talks until I was like 14 or 15. And I mean, it was just, it was so taboo. And now like I'm fully open with my mom. Like my mom and I like have these conversations and I'm like, yeah, like this is what I've done. Like if I'm going through something, she knows like a play by play of everything. And I'm so grateful for that. But I mean, I've got a lot of friends that are in the sex space. I mean, Elsa Jean being one of them who is a porn star and like she's not doing that anymore, but it she's had so much experience and we've sat down and had conversations and she's like, like, why haven't you? Like, there's no reason that you couldn't if you wanted to. I'm like, yeah, that's the point. Like, I don't want to. I have <laughs> no need. I'm good. Like, yeah. I'm a okay. If I really need something, I've got a vibrator. Like it's a okay, a okay. I'm fine. Um, so it, it's fun being able to have these conversations, but with that also comes like, should I have been doing more? Should I have been doing this? Or at my age, should I be that type of person who goes out and like lives that life? But I, I've just never been that type of person, and I'm so uncomfortable whenever I am put in those positions that it's not really worth it to me. Yeah. yeah. Like the trade-off just is not there. Cause I know me and I would feel so guilty. Well, speaking of trade-offs, it's like, I feel like everything in life, every decision like has a price, right? Mm-hmm. There's always a price that needs to be paid for something. Do you feel like you've paid any, any price for, for going in the direction you have? Or do oh, you feel yes. like it's, yeah. Well, yeah. I'm, cu- I'm curious, like what, what There's those things so many would be. different ways that I could take this. I mean, even like with relationships, like I joined a dating app and like, obviously there's pictures of me in my bunny suits because you've got to be like, you've got to know that that's who I am. And like, that's what I'm associated with because if you're not comfortable with it, then this is never going to work out. Like Mm. I was in a relationship before where whenever I joined Playboy, he had a huge issue with it just because he wasn't okay with that. And Mm -hmm. nothing against him. It's just not what he was comfortable with. And that's not what he wanted his girl to be doing. And more, more power to you. But I also, I'm so comfortable in my own skin that I'm going to do what makes me happy. And if I'm comfortable with something, then it is what it is. Um, so with relationships, like it is known that I do Playboy, and a lot of guys have come to me, like expecting that I just like have one night stands and like, mm. we'll just be a fuck buddy. And that's just, I don't have sex with someone until I'm like yeah, two yeah. months in at least. Um, just because I don't, I, it's just not who I am and that's not who I want to be known as. 
Um, so there's that. And then with career, like I definitely had pushback with like acting for a long time of like what I was getting casted for and the auditions that I was getting. I got dropped by my agency, by my man, uh, by my agent, because they didn't agree with the whole playboy Mm -hmm. side. My manager called me, was very, very mad at me whenever he found out that I joined playboy and definitely had pushback in terms of like media and it's kind of just the price you pay. And I mean, to me, it's a hundred percent worth it because I'm able to live my best life and do what makes me happy. Well, yeah, I'm curious. So, you know, obviously we won't get into specifics because it's no one's business, but you make a great living doing this and it's, it's been positive for you. Mm -hmm. But, um, at the same time, like, is there any, is it all just positive or do you, do you, is there any chance that you feel somewhat trapped at any point? Like, Oh, like I'm, this is amazing but like, it's almost too amazing to ever give it up type of thing. I mean, for me, like, I'm going to be completely honest. I see myself doing this for probably like two to three years because I do want a family. Like I want to get married. I want to have kids like that truly is so rewarding to me. And like, that's why I appreciate Mm -hmm. your guys' relationship so much because you guys have welcomed in the love, had a baby, like, and you guys are thriving in that. So whenever I look at you guys, I admire the fact that like, yes, you are still doing your own things. Like you are still whole as a part as a person and doing your own things and doing your career the way that you want to do it. But you also have something behind the scenes that it's really wonderful. And you're building a life for each other Mm -hmm. and for your baby. Yeah. Um, so I mean, for me, I definitely think I'll always be in the creator space, whether it's on Instagram or TikTok or in acting, but so you see yourself more of not like st- doing content, but maybe transitioning into different things yeah, like as time I mean, goes on. I've kind of been like, I get bored really easily. Same. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've got to have something that like keeps me on my toes and keeps me satisfied and happy. And but also for a long time, it money, was acting. If the money from this though supplements, like you said, you're well, able to invest into yourself. Yeah. And if one of these songs that you're investing into takes off then you don't need to do this anymore, you know? So it's like, exactly. It's it, it, that's, you know, I think it's pretty obvious, like what the, what the end goal is. And, and even the end goal is I get married within the next five years and have a baby. That's my end goal. <laughs> Trust me, that's everybody's end goal. And I want to move to the middle of nowhere, have no cell phone service, like have a farm, <laughs> raise calves and like, Raise them to be butchered. Like, I want to make my own mate. Like, that's my <laughs> ideal. Wow, that's cool. I like that. Yeah, that's we're like on that same wave. We're on that same wave. Well, but he won't, won't, let's do it together. Well, he won't leave LA. No, okay, I'm, I'm on. Okay. So here, here's what it is. I, I want that lifestyle without actually having to, like, go be there. So well, maybe, so maybe you can LA. send me the meat. You know, I'll just well, stay here. Well, then- Chanel, you can come and like bi-weekly stay with me or whatever. You can bring Bowie if you need a break. Send Bowie my way. Like, I will take her. But, I mean, I've really gotten into like the health and wellness space within the past year. And, yep. I mean, it's kind of just taken over me now. Like, I don't really eat a lot of red meat just because I don't like how it like reacts with my system. Mm. So, I've gone for like alternatives, whether it's like venison or elk or bison and that kind of stuff. And I mean, I've noticed such a change in like my overall gut health and the way that I feel. So I can only imagine how much better I would feel if I was raising my own meat. Oh yeah. And knowing sure. exactly what they were eating. Do you because, know about seed oils? Yes. Okay. I, like yeah. I've cut everything out. He's he's yeah. actually coming out with a cookbook because mm-hmm. Okay, this is what you were talking yes, about. Yes, when, okay. so the whole premise of the cookbook is like no seed oils, mm-hmm. no deep frying, no artificial ingredients because, and I can already just tell from you speaking, is that 
you know, you're, you're already privy to this, but like how much just like straight poison is in it's a lot of so our food. It's so bad for you. Yeah. So yeah. bad for you. I mean, you look at people from different countries and who don't have all of these processed foods and all of these dyes that are so unnecessary. They are so much healthier. Mm -hmm. They're living longer. They're in better shape. They're genuinely like thriving in their body. Well, you know and that too because we're a lot, miserable. In a, in a lot of these countries, it's also where people smoke cigarettes and drink religiously. And it's <laughs> yeah, like, and they're like living to hundred. It's like clearly your food and everything else is better mm -hmm. for you to be able to drink and smoke like yeah. like a freaking fish and chimney. Yeah, and and you're still like living this long and healthy. It's like in Europe, everybody lives long and practically everybody smokes out there and and. I drinks. Mean, you, know you I mean? have mm -hmm. a drink with dinner, like four or five drinks, and you're smoking at the table. Like, yeah. it, it's so crazy to me because, like, I mean, that's not acceptable here in America. But, yeah. like, you go over to, like, Italy, and that's all people do. Yep. Like, they will just I go out for like coffee. I've been to Italy. I've never been. Like, <laughs> You've never been? Like, yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. I know it firsthand. <laughs> yep. But so not. I have not traveled enough because, girl, I spent my whole 20s hustling my ass off. Ten. And ridiculousness always had a very, it's like a... It's How a, was your schedule? So very sporadic, which made it hard to like travel overseas a lot uh -huh. because also I was spending my time not filming, working on my music. And so it'd be like, oh, I'd have a month off filming. But in that month, I had three gigs that are like, and the way things are always spaced out for me, I never had time to really go and like travel because it's mm -hmm. like obviously to go to Europe and overseas. You've got to have time. you got to have at least a, mm -hmm. at least two or three weeks. Oh, and I would least. always have like the most time I'd always have is like a week. That's it. And, I'm and it's like, not worth it. Like, yeah. if you're going to do something, you want to do it right. Like, even and you want to have time. Even when I went to the Philippines, I. You went I, to the Philippines? So, that was one of my best trips. One thing I had time okay. to do. I went with actually Apple from Black Eyed Peas. He's Filipino. He's like. Oh, my God. Very famous in the Philippines. He's like, they treat him like he's the president. So, he brought a whole trip of Filipino influencers. And I'm not Filipino. <laughs> <Plus> but <you> know. <laughs> I always have to mention this when I tell the story. So, we had a song together. Okay. And he wanted to shoot the music video for it. And he's like, Chanel, why don't we shoot the video in the Philippines? You should come with us on this trip. Oh my God. Yeah. And so I got to go to the Philippines and, and see, you know, this beautiful place. And for that trip, it was like the best trip of my life. I had to leave the trip early because I ended up opening for Little Wayne. Oh my God. Great gig in Arizona. Couldn't pass it up. No. But this is an example of like, you know, I never have had that time because it was always just so many work things coming up and you know i i'm proud of working hard for for a long time and i know that that's why i'm i'm living the way i'm living now i have this mm -hmm. nice home and and another home on the east coast coming soon and um but i will say that that's i think something that i and i'll give this advice as a big sis too because you seem like a workaholic like me and you and you stay working but do take the time to enjoy yourself and travel i think that's something i made a mistake not doing enough of and and, you know, travel comes with the career I'm in. So I've traveled a little bit, but most of it's been work related. Yeah. So it's like I get to go somewhere, but it's like for a day or two. And that's and it's most. not really like you being able to take your time and like go and sightsee. So yeah. like that's why I'm like so overly close with my parents. Like I go back to their they're in Orange County and I'll go to their house at least once a week and like go and stay the night, like go hang out. Mm -hmm. We go on family trips together. Like we spent Christmas in Vegas and we've been doing that for the past like three years and we go to Palm Springs often. We go to Joshua Tree. Like, even if it's close by the house, like, we're still going out and doing and trying to, like, see and spend time together. Because I think at the end of the day, that's so much more rewarding than being in this environment. Because yep. L.A. is a lot. Mm -hmm. And I think from the outside eye, you think, oh, L.A. is, like, glitz and glamour. It's so fun. And there's so much to do. But it's draining. Like, I, I moved to L.A. in April of last year. And, 
oh my gosh, the way of life is completely different. Like even me getting here today, like, oh my God, it took me like two hours to get here, which is crazy because it was know, 13 miles. Like, no, so what? That's crazy. why our podcast is called, which actually, side note, yeah. we might change the title. So okay. we're like making this evergreen just in case we yeah. do. But for now it is California Dreaming. And okay. that's kind of the essence of what the show is about. It's like, you know, all of our guests who come on the show are different friends in the industry. And what's funny is I feel like a reoccurring thing I noticed through everybody that I, I've... I think what she's ultimately trying to say is that everyone, you know, they all are pursuing a dream. Oh, they yes. all come Sorry. out, Lost you know, most of them, the vast majority of them <laughs> land in California, yep. particularly Los Angeles. And, you know, it's funny because we kind of glossed over it uh, like earlier, but I am curious, like what, you know... She's done music. She's been in TV. I've been a model. I could tell you everything there is to know about the modeling industry. Yeah. So anyway, I'm curious what your you know experiences have been in like Hollywood as a child actress. Then you know the show ends. You end up back home for a while. You know, I, I'm curious. Like, do you have any experience that stands out that maybe was, you know, that's just a. a a microcosm of what it is to be an actress in, in Hollywood. I mean, you're exposed to the party scene at such a young age and like definitely got some friends that were on like either Nickelodeon or Disney shows that have had like a terrible hand dealt with like drugs and alcohol. And like now they're sober, thank God. Um, but it, it really is sad. The fact that you're exposed to so much that you shouldn't be exposed to. And I mean, that's definitely one reason why my kids are not going to be allowed to be in like this kind of space yeah. just because I don't want them to have the same experiences I did. Like there's so many great opportunities that came from what situation I was put into. But with that, the trade-off being you're exposed to partying, you're exposed to drinking. I mean, I vividly remember being on set and there was weed on set and it's just, it's what it was. And like, as a 12 year old, you don't know what they're doing, but like we had older castmates, so they were definitely doing things and you didn't really realize it until after the situation. And you're like, oh, like mm -hmm. interesting. And a lot of people have used drugs and alcohol to cope with the experience of Hollywood. And like, yes, I know that there's definitely some people that have not gone into that world, but there are also are people who have and like have gone down the wrong path and gotten addicted and gone through all of these different problems. And it, it really is sad because I genuinely think in the real world, you don't have those experiences. Like, yes, there are experiences that you are exposed to, but it's not in the same capacity. So like, how, how challenging was it for you to be on like a significant show mm -hmm. on a huge network to then go back? And you said that for a little while you were working a minimum wage job. I'm sure people recognized you. Oh, I had like a few people come up to me and be like, aren't you the girl from Game Shakers? And I'm like, yeah, like I'm Madison. Nice to meet you. Was, that, kinda, was that like cool or was it like, Front, or was it like challenging mentally and emotionally or you know like how how was that and how did you keep from falling into drugs and alcohol or, or other coping mechanisms so I'm very grateful for my experiences like the fact that people recognize me I'm like I wouldn't be where I am today if people didn't recognize me so like I really have no problem with it now there are times where like I feel like it's always how it happens. Like you, whenever you do not want to meet people, that's whenever you get recognized and you're like, oh my God, of course. Like, yeah. <laughs> and you try to be like happy go lucky and like very nice. And like, that's just how I've always been taught to act. And like, yes, I am very, very grateful. And you always act humble, but there's definitely times in life where you're like, 
okay, like I really just wanted to come to the supermarket and be in sweatpants and like just live my life and be. But you're talking fine. about it from the perspective of someone who is like already successful being recognized. I want to know what that feeling is when you're at what would be presumably a low point being recognized, right? Because that's a different story. Being recognized when you're on top of the world is great, but what about when you're working that minimum wage job and someone recognizes you? It was the same you? thing for me. Really? Like, honestly, like I really didn't have any negative connotations with being recognized. I will say it was a crappy situation whenever I was in high school mm. and like went to that real high school and people knew that I was the Nickelodeon girl. And it wasn't the fact that they were recognizing me. It was the fact that they were jealous. They, they were jealous and I, I didn't really understand that at the time. And I think in my head, I thought that high school was going to be a great experience for me, that it was going to make me feel whole and like it was going to be what I was missing. And I mean, shame on me because I thought that high school was going to be like Glee and high school mm -hmm. musical and kids love everyone and like you dance and you sing. And it was just not the case. And I even tried to like get involved in things that I knew I was like, good at that mm -hmm. I had succeeded in. I joined drama. I joined like singing. Like I was trying to put myself out there and like find things that would be helpful. And I mean, be fun for me. And I was bullied like crazy. I had so many kids who made up rumors about me and I like vividly remember Same these girl. I, I feel like we could relate to each other a lot, but I will say this, that because I'm a little older than you, I could tell you like all of these, it's so funny. Like, here, let me give you an example. A girl who bullied me in high yeah. school. Okay. I'm at the club one time doing a club hosting gig here in LA and a couple of my friends from high school. Cause like I said, I grew up here in LA, yeah. you know, so I'm still friends with a lot of people I grew up with. So I invited a few of them out and there's this girl who like was kind of a bully to me in high school. Like I wouldn't kind of like let me up in her group. And the funniest thing, she's kind of standing on like the edge of my table and the, the waitress girl's like, like, oh, are, like, are you, um, like, are you with them? Like, are you at Chanel's table? And she's like, oh, Chanel, like, that's my girl from high school. And I like heard her say it. And uh... I literally was like, Really? <laughs> I was like, you're a girl. You literally were a bully to me. I've <laughs> had people like that who've reached out to me since and been like, I'm so happy for you. But and I'm like, oh, yeah. I mean, like, I'm never going to be a bitch to you, but like, I just don't even respond. I don't either. Yeah. I'm like, it's not no, worth my time. As soon as you get a, a certain amount of success, everybody that was a bully to you or acted like they didn't like you or was rude to you in high mm -hmm. school, all of a sudden will come around acting like they were your best friend uh -huh. the whole time. Dude, this one kid. As soon as they can gain something, then they're like, oh, like, yeah. yeah. Now, this one kid that like, really fucked with me in eighth grade uh -huh. like bad um he sees me on like you know 10 years later sees me on nike.com sends it to me is like oh so happy for you bro this is cool like da -da -da. <laughs> you know like whatever i love how they try to start conversations <laughs> like they've talked to you for so long yeah it, it's so funny to me yeah well you know we're running out of time so i would love to hear like what what are you working on right now what okay. would you like people to know about yes what, yeah. what are your what are your dreams for the future because right now you're following all your dreams and you're accomplishing mm -hmm. a lot but for the future you're so young like what do you see for yourself in like the next five to ten years okay so right now i'm doing my album so i'm like getting everything prepped for this release very excited about it and then going to start doing new, new music and just keeping that as my form of therapy. I want to get married. I want to have a baby. Like yeah. that is truly my goal. I want to buy a house back home. I want to live on a farm. I want to like disconnect from social media. And like, I mean, yes, I feel like it'll always be a part of my life, but I definitely want to have more focus on the things outside of social media because there's so much more to life than just what's presented on a platform. So I, I think that's a big move for me. Um, 
that's what I'm really hoping for. And yeah. I just want to live my life and be happy. I'm definitely going to keep doing my food and health and wellness, my cold tubs, my infrared sauna, <laughs> um, and all of my crystals. Cause obviously it works. <laughs> I think it's working for you, girl. I think it's working. He, you, he hid some of mine, and that's what I think, babe. That's what have I been happening lately? Exactly. Bad luck. You hit him. Yeah. That's where my bad luck's been coming from because he was like this clutter, this clutter, and I was like, it's not clutter, it's energy. There's a bunch of rocks all over the place. You're gonna man. be like in heaven. You're gonna be like, oh my god, this is so relaxing. Like this is where I need to be. I, like oh, I got man. you, girl. Got well, you, girl. Mad at, it is funny because I had a little bad luck, and I was like, yo, what's going on? It's Get a stole, sound bowl, do a meditation for five minutes. A day like I'm telling you it changes the way that you see your life and your perspective yeah that is such a big thing that I will say like perspective is the key like as long as maybe this is me being naive or ignorant I don't really know but it works for me I say always look at the situation glass half full yeah. yeah. Everything happens for a reason, whether it's a bad situation or a good situation, it's happening for a reason. And one door closes for another one to open. And you just have to have faith in it that everything's going to pan out the way that it's meant to pan out. Yep. I mean, there's definitely things in life that come out of the blue or happen that you're like, oh, no, this shouldn't have happened. This is a really bad situation, but it made you appreciate different moments in life. And that's one of the biggest takeaways that I would say is so important is have that perspective of like, yes, things get shitty. Everyone has shitty experiences in life, but I can turn my situation around. I can change the way I view things. I can have a positive outlook. And I mean, it really does eliminate the negativity. I, I do gratitudes every single day. I end my day with three different gratitude mm -hmm. things and it's changed the way that I see the world. Well, Madison, you're truly a multifaceted person. You are. Uh, there's a lot I more than meets you. the eye, you. so I'm really glad yes. we got to talk to you so much. We have to do a song together. Uh, yeah, and, and a music video, I like of us I doing would fun love, stuff. Love to direct a music video for us. I'm stealing I'm, Bowie too. I'm sorry. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> sorry. You can, you can babysit anytime. Okay. <laughs> <She's laughs> Y'all want a date yeah. night? I got you. We'll, I'm taking her. We'll make I am it happen. taking her. All right, Madison yes. Shipman, everybody. Yes. Thank you so much for coming on. I love you. Peace out. <laughs> I don't know why I've never said a peace out, but I was like, peace out, peace out, girl scout. Got too excited, made him have a heart attack. Good for the body, get a taste and get attached. Bad bitch, watch me run it like a forty yard dash. Yeah, watch me run it like a forty yard dash.